we had to come up with something that worked for the both of us. So we were exchanging images for weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> images for weeks until we, we came up with like one thing that will work for both of us. With each creative endeavor, there is a cost to it. How does a cost look like? Um, how can we ensure that this cost is properly converted into a profit? I enjoy uh, social impact and social connection. And I also got to learn more about the brands that are available in Kenya, which is just incredible, incredible. And I just look forward to co-creating with more of them. Hello, and welcome to the Meta Podcast podcast dedicated to bringing you live recordings from meta events covering a wide range of multidisciplinary topics converging at the intersection of innovation in the African continent. This episode is brought to you by British Council under the Creative DNA program which is a 12-month incubator implemented by Meta and the UK partner Fashion Scout. The program supported 11 fashion businesses through trainings, coaching, a fashion film feature, and seed grant in a bid to play a part in boosting the growth of the sustainable creative industry in the face of COVID. Throughout this Creative DNA podcast series, you'll have a chance to listen to some of these amazing businesses tell their story innovating in the creative industry. In the second episode of the Creative DNA podcast series, we talked about co-creation where we aimed to showcase the intrinsic dynamics involved in coming up with co-creation initiatives in the creative sector. We sought to understand from our speakers how they've used co-creation as a process for generating ideas, how beneficial it has been for them, and what lessons they have learned along the way that others considering collaborations can use. The speakers included Barbara Minishi, a photographer and creative director with notable works in Nairobi Half-Life and Netflix series Sense8, amongst others. Sharon Wendo, the founder and creative designer of Epica Jewelry, and Sam Omindo, the founder and creative director of Gentile Fashion. The conversation was moderated by Ogake Mosomi, who is the founder and head designer at Ogake Bridal. Hi, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. I'm Ogake and I'm going to be your host for today. Um, And now we can just go into the meat of co-creation. I want to understand what you guys got into last year, the exciting projects that you created. And for those who maybe don't understand, well, I'm sure you all understand, but just to give a brief um, uh, introduction, co-creation is basically a strategy that aims to bring together different creatives and it helps them to probably come up with production development or new creative processes and we have seen there's a growing interest in this area and there have been very extremely innovative outcomes uh, from that and that's where we have a panel of three interesting people who've done fantastic things over the past year with uh, with co-creation so we want to understand from them how they have used co-creation as a process for generating ideas has it been beneficial is it worth it would you advise someone else to go that that way and what lessons they have learned along the way um, that would help others who are considering collaborations. So I'd like to hear briefly from each of you about the co-creation projects that you worked on. Feel free to be as detailed as possible in as short a time as possible. And I'd like to start with Sharon. 
Sharon, you worked with um, Johanna Swimwear. And yeah, yeah. there are some really striking images of uh, that feature uh, Ohana swimwear and your beautiful draped jewelry. Tell us about uh, yeah. the project that you worked on together. Yeah, so like me and Ohana had worked before before we met in Creative DNA, and actually when the project started, we met again during like the first day on Creative DNA. We just knew like this has to happen again because like, the first time we did it, it was so good. And the, the thing is, I'm working on African jewelry. She has African swimwear. It was just a perfect collaboration for us and it worked. So we came up with different concepts that will work because the thing with, col with collaboration, we ha you have to work with something that works with your brand. It, we, one, one brand cannot overpower another brand. So it has to be very, very even level. So we ha I had to come up with not two, two big piece, bigger pieces. It has to be something that complements the swimwear so that we can all benefit from, from the collaboration. And Ohan has quite a big platform on social media and and the thing is it's a win-win situation because when you're working with another brand that works for you you both get something from it yeah and we came up and the thing is even with the photographer you come we call we collaborated with the photographer it was such a great photographer Emmanuel Jambo and he came in and and we didn't pay for the whole shoot so it was a collaboration between three brands basically and it worked really well for wow. us Wow, that, yeah. that's fantastic. I didn't actually realize that um, Emmanuel was also a collaborator, but he really did your work a lot of justice. Yeah. So, what was that like? Did you guys yeah. come up with a joint, did you come up with a joint mood board or did you work separately and then come and join it? Like what exactly did that process of putting those brands together look like? Oh, the, the, the nitty gritties. Yeah, we actually had, we had, we were, we, were, we, were talking, we were shooting ideas between one another, me and Ohana. We came up with a mood board for everything. Then we're sending it to Emmanuel to actually actualize all our vision. So everything was collaborative from the mood board to what you're going to wear, the colors you're going to work with so that everything was, works perfectly for, for both of us. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Sam, you also worked on a collaborative project with another uh, member from your cohort uh, from the Creative DNA project. Tell us about creating, coming up with innovative ideas in the face of adversity. Tell us about that co-creation process and also what roles did both of you adopt in creating this product? Because um, Vintara creates um, bags, you guys create fashion. How did that all work together? So I'd say um, around the time, the advantage we had is that most of us were at home. It was around the period when COVID had just hit. So um, we were in sort of a lockdown, guys are not going to, to, to work. So we had a bit of some time on our hand. And I think the first thing that we basically decided to do is to do research about what can we actually do that can be of benefit to, to people. And, and I mean, we, we, we basically went wild um, doing um, just randomly Googling, looking at what other fashion designers were doing abroad, um, what are some of the concepts that are coming up with. Um, we came up with a joint mood board of some of the, the, the masks, ideas that we could work with. So we had like three diverse uh, concepts that we came up with, something basic, something intermediary, and something completely extreme. So we, 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 we came to the final conclusion that because... Um, our objective at the time was to create something that would, one, be safe 
Two, be a little bit stylish. And then three, be of use to society. We decided to go with something basic, which is um, what um, we basically came up with. So we had to look for um, decent quality clothing. We had to look for um, um, elastic material that is readily available. We had to look for polypropylene filters, which we knew we can get um, a sustainable um, supply of, because at around the time, there was a shortage of products being imported into the country. So as we thought through the whole process, I told my artisans to come from home. So at least two of them came in just to go through the sampling phase, uh, coming up with the sizings and trying to understand um, what would work for the male and the female and what would be able to cover a larger market. So it was also around that time that we decided um, in as much as we were um, looking to to sell, we also wanted to be of positive impact to the society. So we reached out to an, an organization called SOMO, who helped us to be able to distribute um, some of the masks that we donated to them. So as far as the partnership um, is concerned, um, Ian was very, Vintara rather, was very, very good at uh, distribution which is something we um, needed to learn from him. It is a strength that they had. We were good in design and, and pushing uh, the product to the quality level that the, the market would be able to receive with both hands. So um, he crafted out a distribution plan and strategy while on our end, we came up with a product design and the product um, creation process. And then combining these two things together, we basically um, began the whole uh, Gentar um, collaboration. Uh, Gentar meaning Gentile and Tar for Vintar. And we basically, at the end of the process, we had, I think, sold at most 7,000 plus masks, and we had donated more than 1,000 um, as a result of assistance from SOMO. Uh, this yeah. is very interesting, and thanks for sharing that in detail, because the next question I was going to ask was, what part was you and what part was him? And I think you've answered that by saying he was the master of distribution, and you guys were the, the, the ones looking at production and design. Okay, so sometimes the co-creation does not necessarily have to be two creatives. In Sharon and Ohana's uh, collaboration, it was more about two different aesthetics coming together. In your case, it was yeah. different strengths coming together, basically. Yes. And that's, that's very interesting. That's, that's important for people to know that the, the collaborations can take on so many different, can look so different. Uh, Barbara, you and Washuka created magic when everybody was in the peak of pandemic. We just used to wait for Mutahikagwe's at three o'clock. We were just waiting for the numbers. But you guys came up with this amazing project and there were beautiful images online. You roped in so many of us designers and it just worked for everyone. How did this all come, come to be? How did you guys decide that this was a thing to do? Thank you. Thank you. First of all, Creating shoots, creating shoots, I always, ever since I started photography, it's one thing I always used to do for myself to connect with people and also to develop my skills and get people with skills together. That year, I remember even at the end of January, I had done one. And then the pandemic started, what, March? Then I remember in March, we were, no, no, in April, we were, I was itching to shoot. Mm. And then I remember asking her, I was just like, oh boy, I want to shoot something. But then mm. something didn't feel right. It was just like, it needed to be specific. Mm. Two weeks later, she came to me with an idea. She was like, Barbara, 
I have an idea. I want to do a style diary series where I get together Kenyan designers and then shoot it as a style diary way in which it's a way to encourage people to learn more about Kenyan brands and to connect people because at that time there was nothing happening and it was just like how do we create something that can work within the parameters of the rules that were there because remember that time we had lockdown you couldn't leave anywhere so I just thought hang on um, why don't we shoot because it was basically one location at home, she was the one who was going to get all the clothes and deal with all the styling. I was the one who was going to focus on the creative um, uh, direction, the storytelling, because as much as you're releasing everything day by day, and by the way, the, the 21 days was actually based <laughs> on the number of days. Remember how they used to say, we'll be in, um, we'll be in lockdown for the next 21 days or the next 31 yeah. days. So that was also aligned to that. It was yeah. just like, all right, let's bring all this together. Let's work with where it's stay home. It's stay home because everybody was told, remember, hashtag stay home. So we were just like, okay, let's go aligned with this. Let's make this all stay home. Let's make this all Kenyan focused on designers. Let's make it targeted and specific. And for me, one of the challenges I always see as a creative when you have that kind of project and, you know, we I've, thank you. I enjoy working with you, especially when we do your lookbooks and everything is that there's always a story that's there to be told. Mm-hmm. And one needs to factor in this um, possibilities because there were different designers yet at the same time, everything needed to be cohesive. You know, so and again, it was all in one place because sometimes, you know, you can do one to three images and then you get bored. Yeah. You know, so the challenge was actually it's a very beautiful challenge as a as a creative, because I always say, especially as a photographer, you're developing solutions in order for to maximize what you have at the moment. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to get all my props from around me. I'm going to use one location, which is all that is here. Um uh, we got in Washuka, who's Wamboy's sister, as a makeup stylist. So it was a very, very small crew and yeah. just make the best out of the most out of it. And everybody's skilled in their own way. Wamboy yeah. with her fashion styling, Washuka yeah. with her makeup, me with my creative direction and photography. And that's how it came together. And that it was absolutely fantastic because, yes, just all those ideas that you've pulled in, the 21 days, we used to dread those 21 days, the <laughs> working with what you have. I think all designers understand that thing where we don't, we, there's hardly a time when you can say you have all the resources that you need. So you have to be creative about how you come up with your content. And like, I think we were all looking forward to being featured. So we we're all just like <laughs> waiting as well, like, <sighs> Because there was so much hype around it. And you know, you know, your images are being sold on Getty. Is it called Getty Pictures or Jetty? Like the yeah. images online. Yeah. If you actually search, they're selling those images. You need to cash in on that. Well, thank you for telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how that's how it. And if if you even look at how far those photos went, if you're looking for it, the, the very ironic part is there's so much more international coverage on that collaboration than there is on local coverage. I mean, local. Um, uh, yeah, local. Yeah. So 
just do a search of that collaboration and see what comes up. Um, so I'd, I'd just like us to, again, just dip, dig deeper into that process of co-creation. So I'm just looking at what people are doing internationally right now in terms of uh, co-creative pro- projects. And one of the ones that comes uh, to mind, which really blows my mind, is this uh, collaborative partnership between Beyonce and Adidas. So the Ivy Park collection. And these guys have managed to put together one of the most famous musicians in the world. Like if you go to Vietnam, people know who Beyonce is. And then they've put it together with a, a sportswear brand that deals with performance wear. And they've come up with something which is more dynamic, more stylish. Um, and literally this collection drops and it's sold out in hours. I had a friend yeah. who went to queue and just ended up, she ended up buying something, but not really what she wanted in the first place because it's just that I want to own a piece of this. Like they've really managed to start up people. So there has to be something, there has to be something that brings them magic or that brings, like just brings the two brands together. And again, I want to start with Sharon. Tell us what you think were the critical success factors for that project between you and, and, um, and Ohana. I know you said you had worked together before, but what would you say were like the things that really, really were? Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting question. <laughs> so I think for me, because I've, I've always loved Ohana in such a young brand, and I'm also a young brand. And the thing is, when you're a young brand, in, like in the in the creative industry, doing doing photo shoots, it's expensive. Like the whole process is so expensive. So finding another brand that works for you and actually you can collaborate together, it's it's like the it's the perfect thing for a young brand. So with me and Ohana is like her swimmer is very she's very inspired by African culture and like when we were doing the collaboration, her she was she was actually launching her latest latest swimmer, which was inspired by like the Ghanaian culture so it's really bright and bold colors and that's something I actually love I love colors I love working with colors so I felt like with with her new with a new collection it would be so good for me to actually create something that will work with what she has yeah and when you're when you're with another brand and you're when you just you're in sync because we think alike we have like the same creative ideas even when we are doing when you know, we're working on the mood books sending up pictures and sending her the same pictures so it was just such a great collaboration because we knew what and, and the thing is when you know what you want you know your vision and then you find a photographer who can actually actualize your vision but that's also another, another problem finding just the perfect person who can actually bring out the vision the way you want it and when, when you actually Emmanuel agreed to come in it was just so perfect for us yeah because we wanted something very very my stuff is very bold so i we wanted something that was just striking images great content that people will be conversation starters we will just look at it and actually want to go to check out these brands that was very that was a priority for us yeah and also and the thing is when when i i, tr- I try to look at my i don't want to look at my brand to be very local but the thing is you want to actually get out there so working with people who will actually bring out the, the vision you want and work, even working with models, right? Just bringing out the whole concept the way you want it. So I, I love working with dark skin models. I feel like they bring out African pieces like really well. And we had the one who, the one model, she was just amazing. I mean, and bringing out the way we wanted it. So I feel like the, the collaboration was good in terms of 
you, you don't spend a lot of money on it because you're collaborating with another brand, collaborating with a photographer, and also working good together, bring, coming up with good mood boards and bring out your vision yeah. you want it to. Yeah. And, and and I think what what we can see if you look at those images is that your aesthetics less just really gelled together very well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But have, have, have are there things which um you would do differently if you were to do another collaboration? I don't I don't think I, I would have done it, I would do anything differently because doing that should actually just sort of like open my eyes to the aesthetics I want even for my brand. So that is actually the the the, the line I've been going with. Like after that shoot, I just changed my whole aesthetic with how I do my photo shoots, how I create content. So it was really good for me. I will not change anything because I've actually learned a lot from that shoot. Okay, so, um, and, and that's actually important because that was going to be one of the questions I was going to ask about what you learned about yourself. And you say that this opened your eyes and it made you change your aesthetic and the way that you want to shoot your brand yeah, in the future. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, Sam. Yeah. What worked for you guys? I mean, beyond, beyond the creative aspect, which I think, um, I mean, as creatives spend an enormous amount of time on, um, was a fact that I began to appreciate um, the flip side of the creativity, which is, does the creativity actually convert to money? And I feel like mm. the collaboration that I had with, with Ian and mm. with, uh, with uh, Vintara basically introduced me to that different side of mm. creativity. Mm. And when I sit back and look at the numbers aspect, and when I look at even the, the some of the major collaborations or co-creative um, uh, done by international artists in as much as on the face value we are wowed by the imagery and we are wowed by the concepts and the different ideas coming together the behind the scenes work that makes sure that the images actually convert into cash is enormous and this particular co-creation we had with uh, Vintara basically uh, made me realize this that for one um, with each creative um, uh, endeavor there is a cost to it how does a cost look like um how can we ensure that this cost is properly converted into a profit um how can we um capture the cost of the creative process in itself so to be very sincere i feel like what really worked for us is that we had a fine um fine share of of work which in which I focused a lot on the creative aspect, then I would bounce the creative concepts that I had with him. Then he would look at the distribution and the financial aspect, and then we would merge the two together. Mm-hmm. So at the most basic level, I'd say it worked because it actually broke returns. But when I look forward, I'm like, now what I would like to do moving forward is how do I now express my creativity a bit more and be a bit more bold with a project or with a co-creative um, um, collaboration I would have either with him or with somebody else and then incorporate the financial aspect as well. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's one thing that we as creatives maybe don't always do so well at yeah. uh, very good at creating beautiful products but how those beautiful products translate into money is another story yeah. so I'm, I'm really glad that yours made um financial sense did yours sharon 
He didn't make Yeah, the thing is mine, it was a gradual process <laughs> to actually getting returns, but yeah. I still feel it was a good investment for me. Mm. Yeah, but it, eventually because that was the first time I, I launched like one new piece during that photo shoot, but mm. eventually actually got returns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Barbara, I think yours is yours is slightly different because you were putting together, like, of course, there was your expertise and uh, uh, Wamboy's expertise being put together, Washuka's as well, but you were actually putting forward other people's work. So I'm curious whether for you it made sense. Did you get mm -hmm. any commissions based on that or any, of course, you got a lot of um, uh, uh, shout outs, well, shout outs, yes. only, like, there was a lot of features about it, but did it make um, financial sense? Because at the end of the day, that's, that's, the bottom line is very important. And do you think, did you get any feedback from the people that you featured that it also made sense for them? Thank you for that. It did make, I heard, it did make a difference for some people that we featured. It did. And I'm happy and I'm glad for that. Again, in terms of PR, I guess it was really great. More of the word got out. Um, but in terms of finances, for me, it didn't. But nonetheless, let's make this clear. Sometimes when you're doing some shoots, you always know yeah. what you're showing up for. Mm. And uh, because sometimes it's just like, okay, time, money, reward. You know, when you input in something. And when we did the shoot, because we did two phases. We did 21 days. There was the first phase and then the second phase. And then from then on, I was just like, hmm, moving on forth. Again, as Sam really put it that way, how do we move on forward? Did get um, did more people get to know my name? I believe so. Nonetheless, this was one of those shoots where, especially now that you said about the pictures being sold on Getty, now which I'll follow up. I didn't know about that. Absolutely didn't know about that. This was one of those shoots where I had chosen to show up, put in my time and skill, and move forth with it however it came through. So that's another aspect. Um, I remember somebody reaching out after the shoot wanting to do something, but they again wanted it to be free. And this is now where I draw that balance because I have known creatives, especially like you as a brand, Ogake Bridal, and thank you very much. Ogake, you invest because you know the quality of having a brand lookbook. And you have invested before in my services, and I really, really love that. And I get that people want free things, yeah? But to move forward collectively, because the, you know, when people talk about co-creation, I always say, look at that co. As a community, how can we come together and together we prosper? Not that we do something or, you know, and I get it, like, especially when Sharon was saying, you know, these things are expensive, but also mm. the stuff that you do and the stuff that you create as designers also has worth, yeah. you know? So often I say there's always space for co-creation and doing stuff for free. There'll always be that. In fact, next week I'm having another meeting. As I say, I, I say every two months of, of stuff, I put myself forth and I do a creative shoot. Mm. But more than ever, as a photographer, especially, you know, sometimes there's always this fight. We always say, it's like people are fighting for the bottom of the barrel. I'll do it at the cheapest, most possible price. And sometimes mm -hmm. you're just like, okay, guys, let's look at quality. 
you know let's look at respect for the industry and the prizes let's look at actually getting paid and putting mm. that money back into our craft and also back out of the community. So finance, by the way, is absolutely important. Again, as I said, it was one of those things before the project I knew financially, uh, it may not come to that. But for me, I've always shown up previously as a creative, even before, where I was like, yes, finance matters. But there's sometimes where I'll show up and do a project and be like, yeah, I know this won't bring anything in financially. It might bring something else and that's okay. Nonetheless, I still stress and Even right now, like when people come off with I'm just like, no, please invest in your brand. As much as you respect yourself and your brand, also respect myself and my craft and let's collaborate. Let's create something. Nonetheless, I have rates (laughs) and I respect myself and how I show up. And I love investing in you and I love it when you invest in me too. This is absolutely true. And, and, and I think um, something that we, we also need to consider, because I think that's why yours is a little bit different. Sometimes when we're putting in effort on some of these projects, it's true that the, the return on investment might not be immediate. So it might not be that you make money. Like Sam was very fortunate that whatever product he was producing was like a need right there and then. So it translated really quickly. But even for Sam, there might be other um, return on investment that might come later on based on that same project. So I think we're looking at it not just in the short term. It might not make financial sense today, but for the future, um, what does me doing this collaboration mean for my brand? Does it mean, like Sharon mentioned, that she fed off the goodwill of Ohana, and I think the same thing Ohana also fed off the goodwill uh, of Sharon's brand, which is what the collaborations are supposed to be about. But then also what Barbara has said is important, cost versus benefit. So sometimes if a a shoot is going to be free or something is going to be free, you might as well sit in your house. If it's going to destroy your health, sit in your house, save yourself that money, honestly. True story. But also what Barbara did brought happiness to a lot of people in a time when we were all very down. So there's, there's many ways to benefit from this, which, is, which are not necessarily financial. Okay, yes. so guys, what did you learn about yourselves in these processes? Did you guys have, I'm very curious, if there are any challenges, because something we know about creatives, we're extremely intense, we're extremely introspective. So there must have been, although like this sounds like very beautiful stories, there must have been some points where it was a little bit complex and there were challenges that you came up with in coming up with the projects. Tell us about, okay, Sharon, you've already said you already knew Ohana. How did you guys pick each other? And if there were any places where you rubbed any challenges, tell us about those so that we can also know that it's not always a perfect process. I think yeah. I'll start with Sam or Sharon. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's never the, the, the content is usually looks good and looks really good, but behind the scenes, it's usually like a lot of work, a lot of challenges. Yeah. So I, because when we when we're doing the whole shoot with Ohana, we had a lot more pieces to work with, but we had Emmanuel for just one day, and mm. like the time constraints, and we're doing it at. What's this place called? I don't remember. I don't remember the location, but like there was lighting, we're losing the light, so it actually didn't work with everything we wanted to work with. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there are usually a lot of challenges coming up with with, with mood boards. Sometimes you you defer on the stuff you want, and also like even like giving coming getting like the right models 
for 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 the for the shoot, making sure they actually get there. Even that day, <laughs> we thought you know, when you think like someone's supposed to do this, someone's supposed to do this. We didn't have a makeup artist when you got that morning they shoot, so everybody had to actually do their own makeup. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we also we had a a couple of challenges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, on limited resources, limited yeah. time, and then also yeah. sometimes agree. So when it came to the mood board, I'd like to just dig in a bit on that. What mm-hmm. what were the things that you guys didn't see eye to eye on? Like, what was it that was slightly different, and how did you uh, then reconcile and agree on one idea to move forward with? Yeah, I think with the mood board, the thing is when okay, so if Hona sent me a picture wanting something because she was her, her new collection was like really but she wanted she wanted something really big for the neck, and I feel like that's not something I really want to do right now. So the thing is, we have to we had to come up with something that worked for the both of us. So we were exchanging images for weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> images for a week until we, we came up with like one thing that will work for both of us yeah, yeah. so so also like when people are planning this project they shouldn't like rush into things take time yeah. to understand that's very important yeah yeah i think that's really important we need to take a time so that you can yeah. come up with something really good mm. barbara mm-hmm. uh you and one were housemates uh, you sat and of course you said at some point it didn't sound right and then one boy came up with an idea which you loved were there any points where it didn't feel like it was working or any points where you didn't quite agree no I think it just flowed properly because once they said and this is why I tell people when you have aligned action and values when you have communicated when everybody knows what their role is it's just like okay how can we, uh, I mean, of course, you know, when you're doing a shoot, you know, there are all these issues. Okay, how does that look? How does that work? I remember some mornings working because this was just like, I think we did 45 different images. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was short, uh, different blocks of time where I'm also like, okay, we're shooting in one place, but how do I make it look dynamic and different and still fresh? But every picture has to be aligned to that but as i again as i said for me with photography and creative direction it just comes with the territory and it's part of what i enjoy doing because some people are just like oh problems i'm just like co-creation is messy even just creativity itself think about when you're creating a uh any any collection or any product and this is some of the things i always say just welcome that into your area allow um there to be mystery, allow there to be shifts and pivots because I always factor that in. I don't have to say, oh, it must look like this. And then I just say completely to that. I always know, okay, what's my foundation? What's my outline? And then putting that in and knowing what comes around, how can I take it? There were some situations where I was like, okay, this dress will look better like this or that dress will look better there. But then it just, it. this is what I love to do. And this is what I'm really strong at. <laughs> so when you ask problems, I'm just like, you factor that in. It's about a co-creative relationship and making it work. Honestly, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like what uh, Sharon and Barbara have brought up here. Sharon has said that you need to allow time for you guys to come to an agreement of what it is you need to work on. And then Barbara has talked about having aligned values, um, having a, a common goal, having clear roles. I think that's important. And some had also referenced that. And I think these are all things which kind of sound like you're getting into like a long-term partnership, almost like a marriage. So I, I think it's very important. What you guys have brought out is that it's very important to be on the same wavelength when you're yeah. co- creating uh sam had, had you guys worked together before you and ian yes we had but not mm. at the level at which we did during uh the pandemic mm. so to answer your question um yes we had but on a lower degree but so then because your cohort had 11 different uh, people and there was someone else who was doing bags, there was someone else who was definitely doing fashion. How did you decide that Ian was the right partner or that Vintara, that Gentara was the thing? I love the name, by the way. How did you decide that that was the right partnership for you? So, I mean, just to reiterate what uh, Sharon and Barbara have mentioned, um, in addition to having the same values, there's also the fact that both brands have to have the same narrative. Because it's com- it's very very difficult for you to co-create if uh, the narratives cannot in one way or another be interwoven. So the fact that uh, Vintara is also pretty keen on trying to celebrate um, Kenyan culture, and the fact that we are also keen on that particular uh, wavelength, made it very easy for us to see how we can basically join our strengths together, and. That 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 made it very very easy because there was not so much debating about how to move forward. Um, you know, um, are you comfortable if I post this? Um, um, the back and forth was very little. I'd say for me or for us, the challenge that we had or what this particular collaboration really showed me is that, and I don't know if this runs true uh, with other creative, is that. You know, I tend to be a perfectionist, and and the problem is that this can actually at times be a hindrance rather than um, a positive trait, because before we reach the point of actually engaging and getting into the point of okay, now let's start. It took quite a long time. I think it was around three weeks. So we were just conversating, you know, asking all manner of questions. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? I like to have things planned out. And I feel like it's something that creatives essentially have. Because as we envision how things will turn out, we want to see the best case scenario. But... I just as Barbara has mentioned, I, the more we got deep into the co-creation process, the more I began to accept that at times allowing things to unravel mm. is actually the best strategy towards co-creation. Because as things opened up, we got opportunities to one export some of our products. Um, uh, to the UK, to seashells, and even to the US. As a result of that co-creation as well, in the heat of the pandemic, we got an opportunity to do um, a wedding in Boston. And this actually happened without us having to meet the individuals physically. You know, yeah. um, This gave us quite a bit of some traction on our socials. Um, we, we had growth on other cloth items outside 
masks and 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 it just really helped me to appreciate that when two different um brands come together who are intrinsically aligned there's so much growth that can be felt um just outside what you probably have, would think of and and just a follow up on that um so w- w- okay so you say you you're a perfectionist i think i've met you a couple of times and it's obvious <laughs> what's what how is ian in comparison like what's his person like his personality or his brand personality is he also a perfectionist no he's not he's uh i don't know if go get is the right word but he's really spot on on things so once it's clear what direction you need to take he will move forward pretty much the next day i would need time to ruminate and think about it and be like will this work will this not work so i yeah. picked that strength of him and mm. hence now looking introspectively mm. i've seen myself implementing it in the brand right now but more looking forward now is once it's clear what direction we're going to take let's not delay doing it let's move forward and give more time for you know to increase more marination time with the audience as opposed to with ourselves. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. And and finally just uh, a question for all of you. What did you learn about yourself in this process? Some you can just uh <laughs> um outside the whole perfectionism um tendencies. I think the one thing I came to appreciate is that um I'm I thrive more around a community of people. um i think for myself it's been a journey of trying to to walk away from just enjoying the creative company that i would immerse myself in as i try to look for inspiration and start stepping into the different um layers and different people and different assets that people have so throughout the creative dna program um the one thing that i really really enjoyed is seeing how each of the other 10 um designers really have a passion for their brands and how they go through the whole process of nurturing taking care and and feeding off other um traits that they receive from other um designers so for me it's really made me to open myself up a bit more and start looking for more partnership opportunities um yeah, yeah. would you do another partnership with vintara yes i would and i would do it with the zap actually during the process i remember with sharon we tried something out we were meant to catch up um much yeah. more with her Okay. but um, i guess maybe we can say there's there's room for us doing something together and it was really really interesting because the feedback we got from just a few people who actually saw what we did on that yeah. day was like you guys should actually do something together so yeah. Sharon, I'll, i'll i'll take you up on our promise yeah, <laughs> very exciting I, i think i I'm, i'm going to start following very closely your pages to see um lastly sharon one Two seconds tell us what you learned about yourself from Yeah the- I think I learned I need to let go sometimes yeah I need to let go because I'm also a perfectionist I need to let go and when you're collaborating with somebody else someone comes up that comes in with their creative ideas you feel like yes I need to let go it's not always what I want it's about what we both want That's true yeah. so it's all about yeah all about compromise lastly Barbara two seconds what you learned about <laughs> similar to Sam that I enjoy a uh, social impact and social connection and i also got to learn more about the brands that are available in Kenya which is just incredible incredible and 
I just look forward to co-creating with more of them. So, you know, taking this conversation forward. And it also reminded me of a project that I had been keeping burning for <laughs> more than five years. And I was just like, hmm, this needs to be done on a national scale now. So, yeah. I love that. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sharon, so much for joining us on this podcast. Thank you, Meta, for um, hosting this uh, session. And I just wish you all the very best. Anyone out there who's thinking about co-creation, I hope you can reach out to these guys on their Instagram. And I'm hoping you guys are open to, be re to being reached out if somebody wants some information on how they can uh, push for the co-creative initiative. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being a part of this conversation. For more of these episodes, you can subscribe to our podcast channel on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform of your choice. To stay in touch with us, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at WeAreMetaNBO or email us on Nairobi at Meta.co. Until next time, thanks for listening.